Then, where are we seated? <laughs> in? In the presence of God. Yes, at the right hand of the, of father. the father. Right? In his uh, presence is what? Fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. That means forever and ever. Don't come out from that seat. <laughs> okay. So we didn't earn this sit sitting. All right. And uh, he gave it to us. So enjoy your seat. All right. In the heavenly places in Christ. What a beautiful place to be in this morning. Okay. Let's uh, pray and commit. Uh, this time to the Lord, right? Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for your love to, for us this morning and that you have put us at your right hand where Christ is seated, Lord. What a beautiful place, Lord, that we are in your presence, Lord. Fill us with your uh, joy and presence and the pleasures as we sit and listen to your word, Lord. Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and the revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human understanding, but Lord, in demonstration of your spirit and power, that your faith of your people will rest in you and your power and your word will go forth and accomplish that which you desire and purpose in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Hello, Uncle T. Wait, wait. <laughs> Let me go to the... Amen. Uh... Hey, hi. You all can see? Okay, good. Yeah. <clears throat> the champion whom Jesus loved. So cute, ah, the, that picture <laughs> by Ban Ban, Yo's Ban Ban. <laughs> I think you all love uh, teddies, bears, a symbol of love. And uh, uh, of course, uh, a Daphne one is black and white. <laughs> it's a panda, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so whatever color that you like, all right, it's always for hugging, you know, and it always expresses uh, the love of God to us. So to, today, we are going to have uh, hear some wonderful news. When you hear good news, you just strike a million dollars. <laughs> I think, oh, we'll be jumping out. No need to use Bambang to ask us to jump up and down, right? So good news always bring about joy. All right, so tonight, uh, this morning, we are going to have, or tonight for uh, Sister Orb <laughs> in America, is tonight, uh, to here is morning, but in the presence of God, it's neither day nor night. <laughs> it's always the, the light of Jesus shining all the time and his love. Okay, so the champion whom Jesus loves. When you hear the word champion, we are already trying to. Analyze this title. <laughs> wow. Jesus only loves champion. So if I'm not a champion, how? Uh, <laughs> is this about how to be a champion? Well, let's see. Okay. As we go into the, the word that the Lord has for us. The good news. Good news. 
All right, John 13, verse 23. Now, there was leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples, guess the name of this disciple? Why did my Bible scholar go? John. <laughs> okay, John, John, John. all right. So Jesus had many disciples, all right? Uh, and one of them is called John. So this is the book of John. So he wrote this uh, account, all right, in the book of John about uh, Jesus when he came to this earth. And he said, John is writing about himself, okay? Leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. I think some of you have heard this, but it will never be the same, okay, as whatever you have heard before. Because the Holy Spirit is so interesting and exciting. He always has something new for us. New, it's green color. That's why I asked uh, Evelyn Zoe to, I almost said paint her hair green. <laughs> Because she's an artist. Okay, color green, all right? Because it's always green in, in, the, uh, in God. Yeah, it's everything always new. There's nothing of the old. <laughs> Isn't that good? We don't like old things, right? Like new. So in his presence, it's always something new. A revelation that is new. I just, you know, looking forward uh, to eternity or heaven like uh, Evelyn uh Go just check. Wow, the two Evelyns are superpower, right? <laughs> and then I think they should all put our name, change our name to Evelyn, right? That's life, life. There's life in them and life in all of us. Okay, that's a joke. We don't have to change name. Okay, but uh, it was wonderful, you know, to to hear of uh, the the boxing thing for, for Evelyn. As long as you you box that one, don't box me, okay? <laughs> just, uh, just box that. Put all the energy there. All right, and. Uh, it's beautiful. Each one of us have something that we like to do, different hobbies, different things that we like, and there's no one, you know, God didn't say, okay, this one cannot. Uh. <laughs> no, okay. He blessed you, right, with something that you like. You know, even what Evelyn Zoe shared, right? She loves boxing. So most of us, me, is I love shopping. A bit different. <laughs> But still, you know, God gives us exactly what we like, all right? And you know, some people will say, $600 to buy is spoiling her, right? Well, God says, I love to spoil my children, so what? <laughs> so enjoy being spoiled by God if you have never experienced this before, okay? But, and then you have Evelyn go, wow. Yeah, actually what she said is really, you know, I was a little bit puzzled with this young lady. <laughs> She's not like 80 years old, you know, about time to go to heaven. It's like, I think to me, I thought she was only 30 plus. Today I asked her, are you in your 30s? Then that's yeah, not reveal her age. But she, she, she wrote to me and said that, you know, just in the last few weeks, she's excited about heaven. Okay, very, very uh, strange for a young lady to be excited about heaven, right? Most young ladies will be excited about earth, you know, uh, being successful here, find a, you know, uh, whatever, if you're not married, find a good husband and have some life, enjoy. But she's excited about heaven. Okay, now I didn't say anything. Okay, until <laughs> we actually we were uh, with someone else, all right, uh, and uh, 
Yeah, so after finish with the person, then we had a time. So after talking, talking, then I realized that, you know, she doesn't know anything about rapture, you know, in, and we heard a lot already, okay, and not that excited as she is, you know, so because it's, it's called the blessed hope, you know, the day Apostle Paul, all right, uh, uh, had this revelation, or actually it's all prophesied in the Bible already, he was super excited, you know, they're all waiting throughout all the generations after people after you know the apostles the disciples received jesus there was one thing that they were all looking forward to which is the rapture which is heaven you know where okay you know you'll be with jesus forever and ever and ever of course today we can have that uh, uh to a certain extent all the rest the peace everything that is from heaven because in ephesians 3 it says all the blessings right in the heavenlies are Ours already here on this earth, okay. So, but there, of course, will be slight something more different, right? Because you will have new bodies. So, check with her about the rapture, you know. And uh, the best, did you see the doctor just now? Hey, she came in and said, Oh, <laughs> she's so happy. I think that's how we should be, you know. Uh, if we have an understanding of it, you know, of course, if we think that it's just another life after that, then it's so boring. But when you got born again, right, actually your spirit man is the one that's super excited about uh, heaven that God has prepared for every one of us. The life here is temporary, as we all know, right? Everyone that is appointed, that is born here, will have experienced a physical death, like it or not. All right, it's because of sin. But God is so good, He don't ever want to us to be separated from Him, right? And we can see today's uh how He loves us, right? You know, you love someone, you want to keep the person close to you. And this is how our daddy God loves us. Okay, that throughout eternity, when we finish here, and, and we all know the rapture is pretty soon, right? As in you know. Not like another lifetime, another uh, uh, another generation of forty years, but very close. Okay, but so that excitement, okay, did not come from you know anywhere from here. It came from God. You know that's why this uh, rejoicing in heaven, or when someone received the Lord, is very real, <laughs> and we can we also rejoice on this earth. Okay, but we cannot churn it up. All right, the, the joy, the, the happiness, the excitement can never be, you know, put inside a machine and then put a battery and then, you know, just like we cannot churn use one one to, you know, produce uh, uh, joy. <laughs> She's like, you know, a bottle of, of joy, right? A machine of joy. Well, that's how God created our spirit man, every one of us. It's just that we haven't realized, but the more we realize, the more uh, juice of <laughs> joy will come out. Okay, so, well, whom Jesus loved. Okay, let's see this a little bit into the meaning of this verse, all right? The word uh, one uh, apostle John or disciple John was leaning on Jesus' bosom. So the leaning, all right, it means to lie at a table or uh, dine together, okay? To, today, we, uh, 
you know, we all can go out and, and uh, dine together already, right? Two to a table, okay? Uh, due to the COVID and all that. So I think you all know what I'm talking about. But I think some are very excited also. <laughs> it's good, right? For a long time, you never get to dine. Then you always miss something that you don't have for a long time. Sometimes when we, you know, we used to be able to dine together and then we have a long face at each other <laughs> because I'm so jalap to see your face. Okay, jalap means uh, we don't see you all the time. But then after this COVID, it's also quite good. Huh? <laughs> it makes us realize how precious is fellowship, how precious is looking at another, another person at the table, you know, eat together. Well, also means to recline here, okay? You may say it's the custom at uh, during the time of Jesus. So uh, hopefully don't anyone go horizontal, but if you need to, it's still fine in the presence of God, all right? You can, you can recline, all right? Uh, lean or lie down or sit down at the table. In the spiritual, I believe that is the uh, lie down and sit down is rest, <laughs> okay? After a hard day's work, right? The first thing your, your spouse come in will be, don't disturb me, let me sit down. <laughs> let me sit down. So sitting down is a place of rest, a position of rest. That's why we are seated in the heavenly places. Okay, It's not a place of uh, trying or working to be, you know, to earn God's favor or something like that. Right. So here was John, all right, the disciple, uh, resting. Okay. Lying down, sitting down, where? At, uh, at the uh, bosom of Jesus, eh? Uh, okay. All right, first, before that, uh, let's look Jesus. Jesus meaning is Jehovah is salvation. All right, so he put it there, all right. Um, John was lying down or sitting down at the, on his salvation, on God who is his salvation, who is the son of God, the savior of mankind. Okay, now this word bosom, because so how, what do we understand by bosom? We just, you know, the chest area, that's all we are used to think about. They are used to the meaning, right? So. In, in the Greek, it's the front of the body between the arms or the chest, right? And also has this meaning, you know, Greek words have, uh, Hebrew words got a lot of meaning. So our translation cannot put out all the meanings. Okay, it just only bring out one. But this is a very interesting uh, meaning of the word bosom. Okay, the bosom of salvation of Jesus, right? It's the bay of the sea. You know, it's a bay. You all know bay window, right? <laughs> okay, I love bay windows. Okay, but the bay, all right? In architecture, a bay is the space between architectural elements, a recess or a compartment. The word itself actually comes from the old French word bay, which means opening or hole. So there's an opening. So where is, is that's called bay, all right? A bay is a recessed coastal body of water that directly connects to a larger main body of water, such as an ocean, a lake, or even another bay. Okay, so if we, we look at it this way, all right, John was leaning, all right, resting, where? At the 
cafe or an opening okay of salvation on Jesus right Jesus is salvation so at that place there was an opening which opens up to a bay or bosom is an opening to the a larger uh, main body which is the ocean so he he was at the place of rest which has which gives him access which gives john all right access to an ocean of salvation so besides heaven <laughs> okay there is so much more in yeshua or jesus or salvation resting there in that rest in him we have access to much more like the ocean right so this is where we start our life in christ first resting in that bay right in his salvation but there's so much more okay let's see what is the much 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 more although it, we cannot you know cover it in one session because it is eternity all right the blessings Deuteronomy 32 verse 10 he found him all right that is God found him and let's see who is the him in a desert land and in the wasteland a howling wilderness he encircled him he instructed him he kept or guarded him as the apple of his eye now this is uh, talking about he as god and him found him the him is the children of israel Okay, for some of you who may not know about the children of Israel, they are always like a headache like that. <laughs> okay, you know, God bless them, then they complain, then they do this, then, you know, then they are uh, oppressed, and then God delivers, they cry out to God, God deliver them, and then after they start all over again, right? But did God, you know, uh, kick them out? They were always known as God's people chosen people so here is about god okay uh, we won't go into the full detail but i just want to bring up one one aspect of this is in a desert land all right the desert land represent the dryness you know in our lives okay without water wow today if i put evelyn into a desert <laughs> no water to drink and all life cannot live already right so if you change name already but that was all where we all came from before we uh, found, or rather, Jesus found us. Okay, we were all dry, you know, dry, no water. It was like very near to death, okay, in a desert. And, you know, in a desert, things cannot grow, right? And you need water or uh and the plant kingdom to grow for human beings to survive. But in a desert, there's no water. But what the Lord did for the children of Israel in the wilderness where they wandered 40 years, okay, God still encircled them. That means God is still there. Remember how he take care of the children of Israel 
with a cloud at night in the desert, the heat is very hot, right? Because at night it's the what you call daytime, direct heat. And the daytime at the night with the sorry, at night with a fire and day with a cloud. Okay, so this is not the normal one if you study. What is this called? Uh? Geography, right? <laughs> so this is not normal what's happening in the desert, but this is how God protected his children or his people. And he also led them or instructed them, okay? Uh, always at that time, because the Holy Spirit, uh, Jesus haven't died, he always instruct them or give them instructions through the leader, through uh, whoever was chosen to lead them and guide them as in at that time was Moses, you know, and then later on uh, Joshua, okay? <clears throat> so he kept and guarded them or him as the apple of his eye. Why so much favor to the children of Israel? There are many more millions of people outside. <laughs> And the children of Israel at that time was about, I think, two to four million. And then today also not that big, right, that population. But God already, uh, you know, chose them to be his people. And no matter what, how they misbehave, he always called them the apple of his eye. Okay, so what is this apple of the eye? <laughs> okay, some of you have heard before. I don't know whether you still remember. Okay, so you think, uh, you all like apples? Did Adam eat the apple? <laughs> no, uh, there's no apple mentioned in the Garden of Eden. Okay, and uh, this is not the apple that you eat for your breakfast. <clears throat> the word apple, Okay, is Ishon in the Hebrew, and it means the pupil of the eye. In the middle, in the, the middle of the night, okay, the little, the little man of the eye, the pupil or ball, hence the middle. In the, the pupil, okay, so there's darkness all around, and that little man of the eye. So no more apple. <laughs> okay. okay, it means okay. What is this this meaning? All right. So God guarded the children of Israel as the little man in his eye. All right, the apple of his eye, the pupil of his. That means you know we are so used to uh, singing or or this uh, being taught to us. Jesus must be the center of your life, you know. Put him as the center, <laughs> okay. Uh, whatever you do, all right, he must be first. Serve him. Actually, even this area of serving, right? Uh, this morning, as I was uh, praying in tongues, and the Lord just showed me, or rather, the, you know, the Holy Spirit is amazing. I says, in the New Testament. That is even in the old. Uh, there's no word as a, a leader, <laughs> okay? None. Paul says that you know I Paul when he write to the, the churches he said I Paul a leader. 
No, it's an apple, a prisoner of the Lord, or a servant of the Lord. Of course, we know about sonship. But when it comes to serving, he never called himself a leader. And no Moses. We call him the leader who led the people of the children of Israel out of Egypt, right? And while he was that great big leader, God couldn't use him, right? <laughs> and then he had to go become a, a shepherd until, until he was like, you know, forgotten who he, he was as a leader or a prince in the Egypt, Egypt in the world. And God just called, you know, make him a simple a shepherd for how long? 40 years to get rid of the wrong mentality the mind you know so in this world what, what does the world teach you serve the lord because you are a leader sounds familiar and then after that they train you so hard you know the mindset of a leader <laughs> the mindset of a leader so you know so we get this a wrong identity you know that only because we want to be leaders then we behave this way. How different. That's why the Bible says the carnal mind is very enemy with God. Right? Over here, God not telling us that you, I'm training you all to be leaders. What is he? And then we have to work for it. Control your mind. Control your emotions. <laughs> okay? Because you are a leader. <laughs> It's all not natural. It's all your own power, you know? That's why the world is like this. It's all about their own ability, their own real power, okay? And, you know, think yourself as good. Think the way you think, then you can control all your emotions. Thank God <laughs> that we are not subject to all this, but what, how God deal with us, you know, or see us is so different. Our whole, if you call it, when we call it our whole journey or training in life is very different. Very, very different. All right. To be that, uh, you know, to love him as in the, in the law is to know he first loved us. Right? Uncle T, he loved you. You don't have to be a leader. <laughs> Okay, yeah, he, he loves you. And you will see what happens to this morning, okay? When you see how God see you as the little man, the apple of his eye, all right? The most, uh, the middle. So it's like, oh, I cannot be the center of God. So he's saying that uh, you, Joan, you, uh, who else I see, right? Ruth, Daphne, okay? You are the center of his eye. What is it? Isn't that a bit, you know, out of line with what we are? You are, you are supposed to be taught, you know. Jesus is supposed to be the center, but now I am the center of his eye, of his attention. You know, eye is, is where we put our attention on, right? Isn't it? You say, Pay attention means open your eyes. <laughs> okay. If your teacher says pay attention, and then you know you close your eyes and so you're not paying attention, you're sleeping, right? The eyes is the place of focus. All right. And the center, that pupil, what are we focusing upon? So that's what people tell us. You need to focus 
on God. Okay, but it's not about focus. Remember what uh, uh, John was saying? His eyes were probably closed, right? Because he's leaning. Do you lean and open eyes? Okay, so he was not focused, but he was resting, resting. All right, knowing that he was loved, the one that Jesus loved. So this is how God sees us. Okay, how God sees you. We are the center of his attention, of God's focus. And is that because you, you serve a lot? <laughs> you do a lot? Okay. You know, in, in, the, in the world, in our family, uh, we all try very hard to be the center of the, our parents okay? by doing a lot, trying to please the parents. And then... There is sometimes someone, a sister or brother, never do anything to please the parent, but the parent just love the person. Okay, So the focus and attention is on the particular child for no reason. This is what, not because you behave good or bad. You can never figure that out, right? God's put you as the center of his attention means wherever you go, okay? So this wrong thing is, don't sin, huh? <laughs> Parents well, watch, over, watch, not over you. It's watching you, huh? <laughs> so, you know, we cannot watch over our children. So we use God. <laughs> and then say, you don't do the wrong thing, huh? Because God is, going, is seeing you. And then after that, what will happen? God will punish you. Uh, okay, that is asking God to sort of take care of our kids for us, huh? It's not like that, okay? So he is watching over us. Okay, this is what he says. He's, the, the, he's guarding. He instructs them. He teaches them. He guides them. He protects them. He guarding. It's like your personal bodyguard. You know the bodyguard? You pay so much for the bodyguard. What to do? To guard you, right? That means what? Keep an eye. Same like uh, maybe babysitters sometimes say they don't decide. But a guard has been specially paid to keep the eye focused on you <laughs> and make sure nothing bad happens to you, all right? We'll take the bullet for you. If someone wants to kill you, okay, there's uh, watching a lot of uh, action movies. Okay, but that's what a God is for, right? And then God protect us. All attention on you. This is God. This is your personal daddies from the word, okay? That he's... You are the little man. And what this little man, not only you center of his attention, right? don't have to worry about other people, you know, not giving you attention or your parents or your, you know, uh, a pastor, <laughs> okay, whatever it is, you know. The most important thing is to have the attention of the one who matters the most in this world because he, he, he is the one, the creator of this universe, okay? So, he, you have his attention in his heart, in his eye, all right? And the word, the little man, is the word ish. That's where our title comes in, right? Ish, uh, Adam was created, right? Ish, okay? So, the word Hebrew, ish, the man, okay, is the little, the little man in the, in the eye. It means man, it means husband, also human being, mankind, and this is the best, all right? A champion or a great man. So, what is 
uh, that verse means uh, Deuteronomy 32 says that God guards and instructs as us, all right, the children of Israel. Today we are even more than the children of Israel, right? We are God's personal children, all right? In every one of you uh, is God's child, is God's son and daughter in Christ. And he sees you as a, the ish, a little man. What is that? A champion. Now, what's a champion? Ah, Evelyn Go. Boxing, boxing, boxing. <laughs> okay, box with others except Evelyn Go. Evelyn, uh, Zoe, I get confused again. Both of them are very super, <laughs> super power. Okay, Evelyn, Zoe, the one who box. So you can understand, right? In sports and you know, all this, right? You, you win the opponent, you become a champion. So I come from a little bit old era, so I only know the uh, Muhammad Ali, and I, uh, that's quite long ago. I don't know whether it's still alive or not. I, I used to love uh, wrestling. <clears throat> so, to become a champion, I think Evelyn knows, right? You have to fight for that title, right? Yeah, you, you don't go into the boxing ring and then say, I'm the champion. <laughs> then they will say, you're a joke. You have not even started fighting and you say you're the champion. Yeah, you need to fight to earn that title of champion. Who fought for us? See the difference? Jesus fought. Okay, Jesus fought. Who? The devil defeated him and he became the champion and became uh, in, in a... Uh, Romans, right? We are more than champion. We are conquerors, okay? But this word is already good enough. <sighs> okay? You are a winner. But you didn't do anything or... Okay, so the next thing is uh, Evelyn, you know, not only got the... You know, God brought, gave her the... What, what do you call that? <laughs> that thing, okay? To show her that she's a champion. Okay, we didn't, uh, um, you know talk about this okay so but it's so beautiful that, that the gift was given to her and that rem reminds her of every time you box okay remember jesus already boxed the devil for you and you already champion okay champion you're already a winner you didn't even have to lift one finger to fight the devil and yet he sees us as champions as winners, right? As winners, win who? You are winners in the sight of God, right? Parents will say, you know, make their children study whole so hard to become a champion. <laughs> That's how we have this uh, earning, uh, earning our favor kind of uh, uh, life that we are so used to, that is so difficult to understand that today grace is not having to earn anything. All the blessings have been given to us when we didn't deserve it. And it's in the ring, uh, you, uh, in the, the boxing ring, right? As no one goes up there and straight away say, I'm the champion, right, just now. But if you do that, today we can do that in the presence of God, in that ring <laughs> where 
there is God, there's the devil, right? So he defeated the devil. And we can just go up there and say, in Christ, I am the champion. That means I am the, the loved one, right? I am the beloved. I am the winner, but nothing to do with me. So we can, we don't need to look left and right and say, you know, that that's what uh, happened, right? Jesus had different disciples and they got different characters. <laughs> John, who, you know, very all the time resting because he, he's, he knows that he, uh, he, he just had that revelation that he's loved by the Lord. And then Peter, <laughs> Peter, oh, Peter. Yeah. Do you think God, Jesus loved him less? No. But he, he felt, you know, that he had betrayed the Lord. So, and the Lord still loved him and restored him, right? All, everything in love, trying to tell him. And in the end, of course, showed it by dying on the cross that Jesus loved John as much as he loved Peter, as much as he loved James and all the other disciples. But because Peter at first didn't realize that love, that unconditional love. Remember in the book of John, he said what? What about this person? <laughs> what about actually he was pointing to John, right? He was telling us, Jesus, what about him? So when we have that uh, able to lie and rest and know that we are the little man, the, 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 the focus of his attention, we don't need to worry about what about this person, what about that person. No need, right? Because he already focused his attention on you. He says, I am talking to you. I, I love you. Isn't that more than enough? Than any man's love or, or any person's love on this world, you know, until we if we, we have that or see that, our life will be very uh, difficult, okay? Because we are always looking for a human being's uh, love, which is can never be the 100%. But God's love is. You want, you want someone to focus on you 100%? <laughs> okay, see? Does Jesus focus on you 100%? Is that not good enough? Every day you wake up and then he's telling you, oh, my love. <laughs> oh, my love. Whatever you want, I give it to you. <laughs> you know? Better than any man's words that says, I love you. And then the next minute, now you see, now you don't. This is, this is super beautiful. So that champion, that great man, all right, that uh, he calls us, the little man in the eye, in his eye, right, is the little champion, okay, that we became his winner, not because of what we are trying to earn from him, all right, or trying to become a champion. You are already in the eyes of God and in the heart of Jesus. So in his eye is the word ayin. It also means uh, physical eye or the spring or fountain. So you are that, that uh, center of his focus, that little man, all right, in the eye of the, his spring and fountain. So remember the desert? So it's dry, right? But now you are in Christ. You are in, in his focus. 
All right, he's focusing on you. You, whatever happens to you, happens to him. That's why he protect you. Okay, he's, he loves you so much. All right, uh, your parents, if you've got a lot of money, right? We think in the world that we hire the best bodyguard to protect our children. But God is more superior than that. All right, but we are in that, in his eye, not only in his focus, we are in the fountain. So we don't need to drop, we feel dry or, you know, um, unloved or whatever. Okay, so all this, no more already. The fountain, the spring, we are inside. Have you played in water before? I don't really like water. <laughs> okay, but you see children, they love to play in water. They are in the fountain. Okay, so are you in the fountain? No, you answer, the Bible answer for you. Okay, it says God's word says that you are. You are, that's what John saw, right? That I am, he is in that fountain. He's the little man, he's the champion in the fountain. That means what? Jesus said, when well, you drink this water, you will never, uh, you know, uh, what? Never thirst. So, never thirst, you never need to long for anything else from anyone else in this world. Is it real? Of course. Right. So that Jesus is that spring, that fountain. And all we need to do is rest in him. So, okay, let's look a little bit. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. So, the one son, right? First, in God's eye, who will be the little man, the champion in God's eye before you and me come in? It will be Jesus, right? Jesus, because his only son. Ah, some of us have only son, one son, right? So I also have only one, one begotten. <laughs> and of course, I, I love him with all my heart, right? And uh, God has one son, Jesus. Jehovah is salvation, right? But how, how much... He would, Jesus would be the apple of God's eye. The one uh, most precious, most favorite, full attention, you know. And remember when Jesus came to this earth, he was not insecure like any one of us. You know, he always knew that he was the father's son. He didn't have always the feeling, okay, which is, you know, we all, because of five senses, today I feel love, tomorrow I don't feel love. <laughs> okay. Tomorrow, John gave me the chicken backside, so I don't feel love. Okay. So we are so, uh, no, he never, she never gave me that. I'm, I'm talking about example, right? So we are so, you know, we decide whether we are loved or not loved by the physical uh, happening to us, the five senses. Right, remember the spirit man is born again now to rule and reign over the five senses. Then where all those feelings come from is just from the, the thoughts that we put. So if we, we are dependent on five senses, let us realize this morning, okay, love is not a feeling. I think for most people who are married already for now quite a number of years will know that love is not a feeling, right? <laughs> because today, you know, Joe wake up and if you don't feel like, uh, you know, uh, her husband loves her, vice versa. It's just a feeling and then after that, the feeling comes, the feeling goes. But it's the song, right? 
feelings. <laughs> okay, another old era song. <laughs> uh, what? Feelings, right? I forgot already, but it's a uh, those sentimental songs. Uh, don't listen to them. Okay, listen to worship songs, right? Those that Joan Pose, Evelyn sing, you know, and jump about. Okay, uh, which bring the real joy from inside. Okay, not just those that causes to see like so so difficult what they are going through, you know. So God's love is nothing to do with feelings. Okay, although He gave us. Uh, he created us that way. It was all corrupted by sin, so that we are so dependent on our feelings. Okay, so we feel sometimes high, we feel sometimes low. Okay, this is uh, natural for human beings. So that's why we need to develop the spirit man. Okay, so that we can control these feelings, not by mind control, huh? <laughs> not the world way. We think, think, think positive, think, you know, and this is called the latent power of the soul. Okay, God did not come in and then tell you, okay, Cheng Lan, now you have to think this way. He saved your spirit first, okay, then only renew the mind. He didn't come to tell you to change your mind first. He came to save your spirit first, that's born again with a new nature, new DNA that I will share in the Sunday class. So that now you have everything he put inside, the ability to think like him, okay? To, to live like Jesus lived, to rule and reign in life from your spirit. No more controlled by the senses. So uh, not so good news to uh, those who are about to get married is that Love is not a feeling, okay? <laughs> so at the end, love sometimes, yeah. Uh, it's whether it's real or not. You need, just need to know, right? If, you, if, you, if we think God loves us like that, not every day we are on top of the world, <laughs> okay? As in uh, the feelings. But that love never changed, all right? As in a, a mother and a child, no matter whether the mother score or whatever, even in the natural, right? The child knows that that love is there. And love is always there. It's a knowing, it's a knowledge, okay, of love. And of course, for God, He not only tells us that He loves us, He demonstrated it, right? By giving His own Son. Now, those of you who have one son, would you, would us, would we give that son for anyone, especially for a terrible criminal? I almost want to say like that, Robert Lowe to give an example. <laughs> okay. Okay, like me, in the past, okay? So today we're all new creation, okay? But this is just for example. See, maybe to give, to, uh, Jesus said, uh, even maybe to lay down your life for a friend or for someone good, People might still do it. But the, the criminal who deserved to die, and then you give your son to die in his place, what a crazy thing to do, right? It's not doable. Okay? But God did it. All right? That's how much he loves who? The world, which is you and me. He gave his own son. So Jesus was the uh, evidence, okay, 
of God's love. The problem is we don't fully accept this. We only wait, uh, okay? This, the result is heaven. Wait till we go to heaven. And on this earth, we want more evidence of God's love. What's that? Show me, you know? Why this happened to me? We're always doubting his love. Because why? Sense rule. We need to see first. We need to see. But Jesus said, there's another scripture that says, if God did not withhold his only son, would he withhold anything else from us? This is the, the final evidence, the one and only evidence, and it's more than sufficient, of God's love for the world. Not only you and me, huh? for the world that he gave his only son. And that's enough. When you wake up in the morning, it's not about how you feel. It's about, Lord, you love me because God, Daddy, you gave your son. You gave your son. Enough. It's this knowledge that God demonstrated through Jesus taking your sin and my sin on, and the punishment for our sin on the cross. What actually took place is this. I tried keeping rules and working my head off to please God. Isn't that what we have also been doing in the past? And it didn't work. So this is where this verse comes from. All right, the context of Galatians 2.20. So I quit being a lawman so that I could be God's man. You know the champion? We try to earn it, right? By self-effort. By doing things, what the things that uh, we think will please God. And Christ's life showed me how. So just now we saw we are God's man, right? Say what? The pupil of his eye, the eye, the, uh, the, the, the little man, all right, is ish. So God's man, God's, we want to be God's man. No need to try to be God's man. That's what God is trying to tell us, okay? The, the trying to be is law. Anything that is self-effort, okay, is law. And Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. You can be. You can be God's man. You can be the little man in the eye, the pupil, that champion, that apple of his eye, of his focus, of the fountain, and always be drenched, always wet in his blessing. Okay? But how? Not by our trying to please God or please man or whatever, okay? It is by this. Christ's life showed me how. So you want to know the how, right? And enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you. Or have your good opinion and I'm no longer driven to impress God. 
Isn't that what happened to Moses? Even though he was at a time when, you know, Jesus hadn't died yet. It happened to Paul and all his apostles. The key, the solution, or the answer that God dealt him for us to become his champion is to have us crucified with Christ. The us is what? Not your physical, because we're all still here, right? So you can see that none of us are appearing at the cross. But spiritually, in your spirit, we were all crucified. We all died. A dead man has no feelings. What? You want to scold a dead man? That's, I mean, the, the, your enemy, the best time is at his funeral. <laughs> where he cannot retaliate okay so you can scold you can shout you can punch a person has no reaction has no response he cannot say i hate you but then you can tell the fellow yeah but he doesn't have any response he's dead that's a dead person so the old man is dead he's not trying to be dead Okay, you don't try to die. You are already dead. Reckon yourself dead. Okay, this one uh, is a teaching. So most probably it's tomorrow. I haven't finalized yet. Okay, so you need to reckon, means to understand, all right? To know what happened to us in the spirit so that we can be the free apple of his eye. The free champion. I have been crucified. Crucified means uh, died, right? So it's no longer about my ego because the ego died. And how do you know they got ego? Because we need to appear righteous. We need to appear what? I'm a leader. I am a champion. Okay, I have to look like one. I have to behave like one. No need. Okay, that is all. Not what God made you. Okay, all our old, old self, old man, the old man, but all of us are born again. We're all new men. You don't need to appear, you know, we don't need to uh, change God's mind. Why? To have a good opinion. That's why we think that God doesn't have a good opinion of us. Then we try to please God to change his mind. That's all the lies of the devil, right? If we think our parents don't have a good opinion of us, so we try to please them so that they can have a good opinion of us. Try to be what they want us to become. Right? A champion, right? It's in every parent's heart that their children become champion. But in the world, in our old, uh, before we got born again, that's what we have to do. Keep on doing. From day one, you're born a baby, you already start to do, to earn the favor to earn the good opinion, all right? Especially if you've got many siblings, oh, very difficult. Chingla is the best, only child. <laughs> so she don't need to earn the parents for good opinion, right? Everything was given to her because she was the one and only child. Okay, so can you see yourself as the one and only child in the eyes of God through Jesus? Through Jesus. Okay, so that trying to earn favor that cause actually more and more misery, okay, is what God dispensed with 
by Jesus when Jesus died on the cross. We don't need to appear righteous. Why? Because you are the righteousness of God. In Christ, you have that standing of the favorite child of the champion. Same, all right, maybe example, uh, Evelyn, Zoe, fight, 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 and then she became a champion. And then you say, oh yeah, Evelyn is the champion. I am not. Lah. Then you try to fight for another battle to become the champion. Chenoni, you just go stand with her and then you say, I'm also champion. <laughs> okay, by virtue of grace, all right? Favor. She said, Yes, I share, I share my trophy with you. She's very generous, so she will share with you. So now you know that you fight. Because she also tells me, I better to don't fight after the wind blow me. One box, you know, in the physical, in the physical. Right? So she will fight for me. So, but this is exactly our standing in the spiritual. We don't need to compare with one another. We are all champions in God's eyes. Huh. Because the old person has been crucified. Okay, We're no longer driven to impress God. No longer use we serve, not is Paul never served because he had to impress God. He know his identity. Right? The identity, we are not defined by this world. Only defined by God. And God says you are champion by grace. <laughs> Nothing else. So whatever you do cannot make you a champion because none of us in our own power and ability can defeat the devil. Only Christ. So, in the TPT, <clears throat> the old identity, the identity that just now we read, have to impress God, right? Need to be somebody, need to be a winner. That's actually a result of sin now, huh? because sin caused that, you know, that uh, inferiority or superiority, whatever it is, you lost your identity of the, of, of, you know, you, you were born a champion in Christ. So the old identity that needs to do something to become a champion has been crucified or co-crucified with Messiah or Jesus and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. Okay, again, don't see your physical body crucified. It is the, the old man, the old self. Okay, and if you want to find your old self, it's already described, already described for us. The one that needs to impress, the one that needs to, uh, to have, you know, do something to get the favor or to get the blessing or to be, you know, uh, lifted up. That is the, the old self, okay? Because the new self don't need to do all this thing. <laughs> the new self already got the championship, <laughs> okay? Uh, only Evelyn go and fight for us and then we get the, the medal, okay? So my life, okay? And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union, okay? Together as one. Because you are one with Christ. My new life is, and when you, you are one with him, what happened? There is an empowerment. Okay? By what? The faith of the Son of God. It's his faith. 
that has been given to us. Each one in the Bible says that when you believe Jesus, each one has been given a measure of faith. That faith is not returned out also. Everything given to us, you all just, just need to grow. All right? Grow in the grace and knowledge of grace. Grow in the faith as we hear his word. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. This new life of a champion that God calls you as champion has got nothing to do with your faith or so, or your effort. Who loves me? See where it comes from? The empowerment is the knowledge of God loving you so much that he gave himself for me. Sounds familiar? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. God knows he loves you. It's only we are not very sure. <laughs> so, God's identity very clear. We are, our identity not very clear. Okay? So, he loves you. He gave himself for you. You won't give yourself for someone you don't love, even on this earth. Will God give himself for you if he didn't love you? The giving is not just I sent a giver. Jesus had to go to the cross, take all the punishment and the separation from God. Uh, if you want to choose to die, of course, none of us will choose crucifixion, right? <laughs> it's one of the worst ways to die as in the human culture, the body. But Jesus went through the worst. It because the love of God. Uh, what else do we need? It's not just a little blessing that we say God loves us. Got, you know, yes, we appreciate all these material things. But the thing that earth cannot give us, that man cannot give us, all temporary. But this is eternal. This is the love of someone. If he went to this extent to for you, there is nothing that he will not else he will not do. That's why all the blessings. They, give, they, they are for us to enjoy when we know this one, the most worthy blessing, the most unworthy for us, right? But, you know, the most powerful, the most, okay, the word is the valuable. <laughs> cannot put a price to it, right? You cannot say, I, I give you, I love you, I give you one million. Nothing can buy us out of the sin that you were in, the, in, the prison of sin, the claws and jaws of the devil, except Jesus, the God giving himself for us. So we know that Jesus is God's, God's the champion, right? And he earned it. If you say anyone earned it, Jesus earned it. Yeah, that's why he fulfilled the law. He was the only one who could do all that the law required. All the commandments. So he earned the championship title. He was the one who did something to earn it. But then what happened? We got it. That's why we got the benefits of blessings without your doing. My doing, trying to earn it, the champion to become a winner. He just declared you righteous when we believe in him. You died 
and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So, you see this? Can you see you there? <laughs> Cannot see Evelyn there, right? What do you see? In God's eye now, we are all hidden. Hidden where? Behind the cross. Actually, in Christ. Lah, huh? So what he see, every time he look at each one of us here, he see Jesus, God see. We are all hidden. Because if he see you and me without Christ, then you and me need to go through the, uh, the, the crucifixion. We need to die for our sin. We need to be punished in hell. That's why heaven is such a precious gift as well. To Jesus. So if God don't see, you know, you there, he only see Christ, why we always look at ourselves like, <laughs> I'm not good enough, you know, whatever, you know, we have all our things. Oh, you are, whatever I say, I've gone through. Okay, so <clears throat> can you imagine the best place is to hide behind the champion, <laughs> right? Because he take all the blows for you. And then after that, the winnings also give to you. So that's why the, uh, people say, you just need to be the wife of the champion, right? In order to fight. So aren't we the wife of the champion? We are the bride of Christ, right? So Jesus do all the fighting <clears throat> of the enemy. And he gives you that championship, which is what? All the blessings. Why he fights so hard? For the blessings to be legally yours. The inheritance of a champion, right? It's now yours by virtue of you being the wife. That's, that's uh, Joan and uh, Robert, right? What happened to Robert? He disappeared. <laughs> Yeah, that. So, but she, you, you champion, you have to fight, 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 and then she just marry you, and then she get everything off. This is what's going to happen for uh, that me and all that, right? Just marry what best in the world, right? So, in Christ, you just hide behind the champion. Oh, the devil also cannot see you. <laughs> the devil want to kill you. <laughs> Jesus is there protecting you. All you need to do. That's why the Psalm ninety one. Where did this psalm come from? Those who dwell in the uh, shadow, under the shadow of the Almighty. The whole psalm of protection. Are we hidden in Christ? Yes. How to fear? Because the champion protect you, right? So you don't say even so thin, huh? <laughs> muscle one, I don't play. <laughs> can, can box that, 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 you know. So, in the spirit, and we are spirit being, our champion, Jesus, we can hide behind him, hide in him. He will not allow anyone to protect us. But if we run somewhere out of the hiding place, then sorry lah. If I go to, you know, I say, okay, I go to Singapore and then like, Evelyn, <laughs> you protect me. Ah. So after he said, okay, uh, Stephanie, you don't go anywhere. Ah, after. Okay, okay. Then I go by myself out of his, uh, out of her radius. They cannot, you know, cannot bang or whatever. They say, why? Ah? Because you run out, I tell you, don't go oh, no, here and there. Just, just hide under, uh, behind me. So all the time, right? We know that we are in Christ. Yeah. First thing is, he's my bodyguard. He is my 
champion. Why I go anywhere else? Go to him. He's there. Okay, God raises up the poor and lowly with his favor. So remember, in Christ, there's the opening, right? If you lie at his bosom, like uh, uh, in the love, you are, there's an opening to a lot of uh, blessings. Okay, so here, God raises up the poor and lowly with his favor, giving them a safe place to live. Where's the safest place? In the champion, right? Behind uh, Evelyn Zoe. <laughs> I think I can see, right? Because she has those muscles. But Jesus, right? To live in that safe place. Do you want that safe place today when the world is so unsafe? Why are we so safe? Because we have the champion. You know? And he is if I can use this word, obligated, but obligated with love. He chose to be obligated. God chose to be obligated to us, to take care of us, to protect us. You know, every, everything is, there's a scripture in the Bible, even to care for us until your old age. What? Gray hair. <laughs> White hair. Okay, so from below. It's okay. God promised to take care of it. There's a promise, okay? Inside, I think either Psalms or Isaiah should be Psalms, right? That to your gray hairs or Isaiah, you know, God will carry you and protect you. So why do we scared of growing old? A lot of people scared of growing old, right? That, uh, Nobody take care of them. And how? Why, why do we concern ourselves with all these things when the Bible, God's word, God, 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 the God, right, of this universe, your daddy, God, already tell you that I will take care of you until your gray hairs. <laughs> so leave it to him. He will take care. No one can touch them. Ah, a safe place in the bosom and the shadow of the almighty where no one can touch them and God grants them a large family and bless them okay let's look for thus says the lord of hosts after the glory have he sent unto the nations which spoiled you spoil is a this is a bad word uh, not, not this is a, a negative word that means uh, destroy, okay? For he that toucheth you or touches you, touches the apple of his eye. Okay, so this word touch is not the word that we are so uh, used to. Just a little touch, touch and go. <laughs> okay, you will understand touch. Okay, touch and go. There is a slight, slight connect, you know, slight touch. It's not touch and go, okay? Let's see what is this meaning of the word touch. Because whoever touches you, touches the apple of his eye, right? The one, the middle, the center of God, okay? Uh, attention and protection, say, is the word uh, noga, okay? It means to strike. It's a very strong word, okay? So now... I only saw it, okay, in this because our sometimes I that's why I love, right, to to 
uh, find out the meaning in the Greek and the Hebrew. We have so little look, uh, understanding. So I, it's, it's to strike or be stricken. To be touched also can be stricken in a bad sense with disease. So whoever touches you, disease strike you. Okay? People strike you. What else? You know, hit you. Uh, before you. Okay? It also has the meaning of lay the hand upon. So we will see the God side, the, the good side of the meaning of the word touch also. But there is the, this is the one that, you know, the people harm you. All right, sickness strike you. Then God say what? Be careful. God will deal with them. All right, we deal with sickness. We will only know that we are the apple of his eye. How can sickness touch me? So it's not touch, the touch and go, right? Hit you. So that's why people fear sickness. But God says sickness cannot touch you, cannot hit you. If you are hidden in Christ or warded off, the champion has already defeated sickness. Now, because you're so precious, all right, as in that no one can touch you or not, no uh, sickness, no evil, no lack and all that can harm you. The other way, let's see what happens. So God will deal with that. That gets rid of what? Vengeance, right? <laughs> practical. So I always believe in the practical, so we don't have all the head knowledge here. Okay, so how do you apply that? The knowledge of, uh, you know, uh, that he, he, whoever touched you, touched the apple of God's eye. It is like, you don't harm, yeah, again and again, I always say that, right? Don't harm my son, or, right? Uh, Robert Law, yeah. Because you harm him, you harming the apple of my eye, the the champion, the the you know we, we don't parents you know when you love your kid that way you don't care what other people say. To your eyes, this son is my champion, and everyone said he's a joke. I said no 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 no, he's my champion, <laughs> isn't it? That's the, the parents part, right? Other people say you're crazy. Just do don't care what other people say, right? The most important is in your heart, and you try to. Touch it? Don't know what you're playing with, right? I will come, you know. So this is what God is saying, okay? And Jesus already became the champion, defeated sickness, defeated sin, defeated... So there's... And anyone who harmed you or hurt you, no need to bother about vengeance. God will do that. That's why God sees his, his people very precious. Remember, when uh, even in uh, to, to speak against God deal with them. In the Old Testament, you will say like, you know, harshly, but that's what it means. See, when uh, Miriam, one example, when Miriam, who is Miriam? <laughs> okay, the sister of Moses, right? Scholars should know one. Okay, the sister of Moses, right? And... Uh, what happened after they finish everything? You know they're celebrating after crossing the Red Sea. Oh, then this Miriam went uh, talk against uh, Moses. 
Now, you see, Moses now is God's champion. Huh. So what happened? I think she complained about Moses, don't know, marry who. <laughs> Something like that. Correct or not? Okay. Then, suddenly God, you see, whoever touches, so there's a, a scripture there. Okay. My, my, the apple of his eye, the little man, the champion of God. Right? What will happen? So, that time got a strike uh, Miriam or allowed Miriam to have one disease called what? Rubbalo. Leprosy. Wow, see, never failed to give me the correct answer. <laughs> okay, leprosy. You know how terrible is leprosy? Okay, suddenly the whole skin and everything, right? But today, we don't, okay, wish all this harm to come on our enemies, lah, right? We're able to forgive them because of the grace of God. But the account has been taken over by God. Not saying that God will punish them. Just leave it to God, right? Because if he can take care of his servant, Moses, until Moses have to plead for him. That's why uh, we, we always pray for our enemies. Pray for them, right? Because we don't know what will happen to them. And of course, we don't want that because God has changed our heart. And Moses prayed, Lord, heal her, you know, take away this leprosy. See, that is the heart of a, a man who doesn't seek vengeance. All right? So, you don't have to fear that, you know, as in, you know, you speak bad or whatever. Just, just know today, you are the apple of God's eye. Okay? Right. Okay, so let me go back here. Into Acts chapter 10. When Peter, while Peter yet spake these words or spoke these words, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, fell on them which heard the word. Hmm? So the word just now, touch also is a falling upon, right? There is an impact there. Okay, but that one was the bad thing fall upon. Touch can be a sickness, can be, you know, someone doing something bad or words spoken bad and all that. So it touched, it, 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 it uh, create an impact, <clears throat> a bad one. So now the same word, but different a bit. Okay, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them who heard the word. Who heard the word. So it doesn't mean but doesn't matter whether we're in Zoom or where. Wherever a person is, if you hear the word, the Holy Spirit will fall on you. That's why, all right, you can feel the anointing, you can feel the presence as intangible, right? Because something dropped on you, you cannot feel them. <laughs> There's something wrong. Huh? Okay. Imagine you sit, 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 and then the roof dropped down on you, and then you, you're still sitting there, still, you know, it's not real, right? So something is going to fall on you. And that today, the wonderful news is the Holy Spirit. And what does He bring together when He falls on you? That's why we call that slain in the spirit. The term came from this. Okay. You fall down. <laughs> so you get killed by the spirit. The word. So we try not to use the word slain by the spirit, but it is a word that was 
used in the charismatic circle is fine, but it, it's, it's good because it has a very strong uh, understanding. It's like wherever you are, when you hear the word, whether it's through Zoom podcast or you know the, the CDs or whatever that you listen to, why people can get healed wherever they are, they heard the word. Remember, Holy Spirit came to do what? He executes whenever the word is preached. If the word you preach, Jesus heals, and the person heard it, Jesus heals, has already healed me, and you believe, what happened? The Holy Spirit is dead, whichever corner of the world they are. They just need to hear the word, okay? And the Holy Spirit will fall on them. Very strong impact. So it can be where you are in your presence, even if you need deliverance. If there are demons in your place right now, you heard the word that Jesus delivers and sets you free. All the demons run. Your healing takes place. Whatever it is that you need, you will experience a tangible uh, deliverance. All right, because Jesus is our savior. Okay, same thing. As I began to speak, Paul says, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. So when did the Holy Ghost fall or the Holy Spirit? You know, you felt the anointing, the presence for, for uh, Paul, who was the preacher then at this, this point, when he began to speak, speak what? Speak about Jesus, speak God's word. All right, the correct word, <laughs> the, you know, the word of our healing, of our salvation in Christ, the Holy Spirit fell. So all you need to do is speak. So whether you're having a Zoom or phone call or whatever, all right, with another person, speak what? Speak his word, his word. And the Holy Spirit will do what he came to do. He will fall <laughs> on the word on Christ. Okay, so the word fell on is the word epipito to fall into one's embrace, to seize or take possession of. It's quite violent, huh? <laughs> okay, so it's not a feeling, you know. It's very violent. And the more, you know, the person receive that word the, 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 of what Jesus did for us, the more violent, but it's a good sense of violent. Cease is quite strong, right? Yeah, I go in and seize uh, uh, all your belongings, right? The police come and seize it or the thief come, right? You take by force. It's a very strong word. So we have a sickness, the Holy Spirit come and seize that sickness away that pain away by force. Okay, it's not gently, excuse me, uh, can I come in and take away your pain? Oh, no, no, no. When the word of God is it's no excuse me. It's put gone. That's why there's instant healing, miracles, and love. God's love. You feel the heat, you feel the warmth, you feel the embrace of God, even not physically with the preacher. Okay? So it's to embrace. When the Holy Spirit came, he embraced, you know, in the uh, Acts chapter uh, 1 or 2, right? He said, wait, Jesus said, wait, wait for this Holy Spirit. When he comes, he fell. The Holy Spirit fell on them like fire, right? <laughs> Embracing them. That means surrounding, put their arms around you. So a person who, 
ask Jesus to come into to, to their life, huh? Amen. Are you still there? Okay. That uh, embracing of the love. He just, you feel love as in, you know, the fire around you. You know you are helped by the hands of God and you will not let go. So you take possession of you. The Holy Spirit takes possession of you. That's why we pray in tongues. After that, you have the release in a new language because he has now become the master. That is how violent it is. Violent in a good sense. The presence of the Holy Spirit when the word is being preached. Okay? To embrace, right? more or less violence. Okay? To press upon. So you feel something is pressing on you. So you, when you're under the anointing, Happen. You want to get out? Can I get out? <laughs> so, I, as I shared before, so I have so many, many praise the Lord for all those wonderful times the Holy Spirit fell on me. All right, where the longest one I remember was forty-five minutes on the floor. Press on you. Can I get up? Everybody say bye bye. Let's go home because ministering time is always at the end, right, of the service. So. When the Holy Spirit fell on me, everyone said bye-bye because I so long still cannot come up. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, the day when uh, uh, Jones' uh, brother said, I tried to open my eyes but cannot open because of the Holy Spirit falling on you. But it is a wonderful uh, experience also. Okay, of him showing us that God is so real and he loves us. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, Grave, tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? God, spirit touches. See, now you can see this uh, word touch is not touch and go, right? but it's so strong. He touches, yet it is not enforcing. God never enforces, right? Because he gives free will. But when the Holy Spirit touch you, he fall upon you, he embrace you, he remove whatever is put there by the devil, sickness, disease, fear, guilt, shame, condemnation. And then he what? Holy Spirit do what? He confirm who we really are. That means he witnessed. So he did not donate to us. Uh, am I safe or not? <laughs> so the Holy Spirit already confirm it as a weakness in your spirit. So no one can, the best is children, right? Yeah, so no one can tell Kate, you're not safe because the Holy Spirit fell on her and confirmed who she is. She's a child of God. Sometimes children, you know, easier because they don't use that hate so much, right? They confirm who we are. We know who he is. And we know who we are, father and children. The best is a, a child, right? They, they know who their daddy is <laughs> or their mommy is, but the adults, not very sure. <laughs> Need to use DNA testing. <laughs> but the children said, daddy, mommy, why? Because they felt the embrace, especially the mom, right? In the womb, they already felt the love. Right? When you grow up, then we have problem here. So go test DNA. And no need testing. The, in the spirit, you're born again, the Holy Spirit already tells you. So you can confidently cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy, God. You did not receive the spirit of religious duty, 
leading you back into the fear of never being good enough, but you receive the spirit of full acceptance and folding you into the family of God. And you will never feel often. There is no uh, nobody's child. Okay. Often, right? The orphans say this thing, right? Nobody loves me. I'm the nobody's child. How can we say that? Thank God that he, you know, forgiven us also. But it will hurt a daddy, right? Robert Lowe, if your son say, I'm not, you know, I'm not your child or I don't feel loved by you. You're not my father. <laughs> so it's sad, right? It just isn't that what we always sometimes tell God based on feelings. Your love is not enough. <laughs> right? It is all from sin. That feeling of, not being good enough. It's all the religion, right? Just now we were saying, like, trying to uh, please God, please man. I've been doing that all our life. Are you sick of it? Yes, I am. And Jesus delivered us from that. And just say, I give you full acceptance. No need to feel that not good enough anymore. The not good enough always produce self-effort to try to be good. To try to impress, to try to be, you know, that's what the, the, the gifts are just that only. Uh, uh, what about it? Uh, Paul mentioned what pastors, teachers, evangelists, uh, what else? <laughs> Prophets <laughs> and apostles. And then after that, there's no more. The rest is gifts of healing, gifts of, uh, you know, everyone can have. That's the function of me. And all of us are prisoners of righteousness of the Lord. Okay? So we are all accepted. Accepted by God to his family. Can? Could you take our children? You know, you just take. <laughs> you tell them, hey, I now adopt you into my family. Then the child say, well, yay! I don't have parents one last time. I'm an orphan. But now... You know, John and Robert adopt me. So they say, never mind. Come, come, come. Even they got two children. We are so happy to run in. But you tell someone who is older, 30 years old or something like that, adopt you, they think a lot first. <laughs> they think, you know, whether you treat me the same as your own children or not. Uh, whether, you know, they give me drumstick or chicken backside. Uh. So we think so many things when we are older. That's why Jesus said, come the little children. Don't think so much. I accept you enough already. <laughs> All right? Trust my love for you. And you'll never feel often. Never feel often is never feel I'm nobody's child. Based on any, what, 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 why do we, 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 our basis for that? It's all the tangible things, right? We born, I born in a family of 16 children. Okay, so it's all based on not having enough attention that we feel we are often or not loved enough. Uh, today is the good news. Jesus will give you all the attention. Okay, <laughs> from there, you don't need ever, ever to feel often or not loved anymore. And you can say, Abba, Daddy. Hey, go to your Daddy. Okay, your Abba Father. God's. So look at. God's promise is what? 
And the children were, of course, when got a father and mother already, super happy, right? Because they had never had father and mother. So God said in Genesis, Sarah, thy wife, will bear you a son indeed, and you shall call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed forever. Who is this guy? Isaac. He is the promised seed of 25 years. And from him, all right, you have the Israel. Okay, after that, after Isaac, you have his children, right? But he was the promise by, uh, by, by promise, miracle, the blessing, all right? The son uh, from whom will, God will fulfill all his uh, blessings to Abraham. Of course, it also represents Jesus uh, today, all right? As Abraham uh, represents uh, God, okay? But why God called him this promise, see, Isaac. The meaning, the name is Ishak, which means he laughs. The son of Abraham by Sarah and his wife and the father of Jacob. The inheritance it's called laughter. <laughs> so, when we have Jesus, it brings forth laughter already. But for us, we must have 1,000 in the bank account. Then only we laugh. No, not enough 1,000. must be, uh, you know, 100,000. Then only we laugh. We must, have, we must have this, we must have that. All in the physical first. The evidence to us of laughter is is the physical. God tells us that when he bless, Christ in Christ alone is laughter. Isaac, the, the forefather of all the, uh, the Jews, means laughter. So can you imagine, you call your forefather, hello laughter. <laughs> Even you, you don't laugh, you automatically laugh, right? It's like a joke, right? But that's how God wants us to be like his children. The promise that he gives us, Jesus is laughter. Savior. All, all the time, joyful from inside. Not only when we have a tangible blessing or you know what we want. As in the world. These are all a bonus. Okay? But the, the inheritance is Christ. The promised seed. Is Christ. When you have Christ, you smile all the way. <laughs> okay, so maybe not. That's why I said sometimes it's good to practice that eh, because we are not used to it. Uh, to, to see, we always have the devil painted a picture of God who's very serious. <laughs> all right, and uh, you know, the punishment, the judgment of God. He's not, he's always laughing. Remember, it, you know, when he asks us to give, also, he said, What I, I want, I, I, I love a hilarious giver. <laughs> you know, when God gave Jesus, we all think that his face must be very solemn. Right? Tell me, let's have the real revelation of our daddy. <laughs> the Lord, your God, in the midst of you, a mighty one, a savior. All right, he rejoiced over you with joy. Have you seen Daddy God laugh? 
<laughs> we only see him sitting on the throne, very fierce, uh, maybe all white hair. And then after that, very serious. Evelyn, you naughty again, don't know where you're hopping again, you know. So he's talking to you and then the face very sad, very angry. You see an angry God, right? Actually, he likes uh, the daughter to jump here and there. He's, I think it made him laugh more. <laughs> this, this girl just jumped here and there, you know, then jumped into a hot soup and then got to take her out of the hot soup. They say, never mind, never mind, you know, she's having fun and he is having fun seeing his daughter having fun. Okay, he will rejoice over you, right? The word joy in the Hebrew uh, is actually the word spin. That's why just now Evelyn told us to dance, right? Oh, it's, it's against some of us. It's not easy, okay? I also not that comfortable, yeah? But it has to, it comes from the joy that's inside. I already uh, evolved many times. <laughs> okay, as in, you know, if you see me in, you know, so, so it's okay. Uh, if now we are still very stiff, <laughs> okay? But God didn't, uh, don't expect us all to change. That's why it's so wonderful when, um, you know, on our own, because we are so limited by our personality, blah, blah, blah. You know, we feel weird. We are so self-conscious. But when the anointing, that's why the Holy Spirit has to fall on you. And when the anointing comes on you, you are like a joke. <laughs> so I have become like a joke. When the anointing fell upon me, you know, when people, you will laugh. I have laughed before, you know, and people laugh at me, right? So she's uh, <laughs> laughing like that. It was not my own one and then you roll it's not you don't want to look like this actually when the holy spirit fall upon you it's good he sees you sees uh, s-e-i-z-e with joy and you don't no more self-conscious the, the, the thing that binds us all self-consciousness but it's not the natural it's not the one that we will to do it okay that are uh, okay okay uh, pastors definitely always ask us to laugh so i have to laugh I know, no, no. Okay, let the Holy Spirit fall upon you. <laughs> and then you become the silliest person on planet Earth when he's finished with you. Okay, so that's why it's not a work of our flesh. Not to please anyone, not to please me. It's just knowing the truth that God loves. Hot smiles, even when you are wrong. Oh, yes, I, I put this in the Amplified because of this part. He will rest in silent satisfaction and in his love. He will be silent and make no mention of past sins or even recall them. Isn't that something to shout about? Because we don't like anyone watch over you and then keep pointing to you. <laughs> okay, this one. You do wrong. This one you do wrong, right? And who <clears throat> God doesn't look at us to point you at your sin. Hey, okay, you tell lies. Hey, you know. So that's why the forgiveness of sin is so hard to understand. But once you get it, you're able to dispense grace to other people and not point at their sin. Okay? <clears throat> because God never... Then only you can be happy, right? You can't 
be jumping about happy when you're in front of your very strict parents and they're saying, sit with your leg crossed. Okay, don't talk like a man. You're a lady. I'm not pointing to anyone. I'm just saying as it comes to be, right? Just example. Because this is so funny, right? So, uh, <clears throat> so we have to behave ourselves. <laughs> Ladies, don't you know jump about like that. Not like a lady. Okay. So what we ask, we cannot rejoice. But you know, David, King David, right? When he worshipped the Lord, what happened? He don't care. He laughed. He jumped. He, you know, until I think his uh, clothes fell off, right? But he was rejoicing. What? He was rejoicing that the. Uh, the, cover, the, the Ark of the Covenant come back already, that he can worship the Lord. So he don't care what people think, even the wife despise him for behaving like that. You know, like uh, you got no shame, uh, you know, you are the king, uh, you know, and then he couldn't care less. It's the rejoicing in his heart. It comes from the heart, okay, of knowing how wonderful God is. He doesn't point you to your sin or even recall them. That ought to set us free. <clears throat> Rejoice in the Lord always. You say in Philippians, that is uh, what Paul is talking about in the Bible, in the New Covenant. Always, always means what? Whether the surrounding, the situation is good or bad. Always is all the time, right? So we say, we all know the sound. God is good. And the congregation have to say all the time. Then after that, uh, pastor has to say all the time and then the congregation have to say God is good <laughs> but then you say until like the place also want to die like that, you know so by force right uh -uh. so this is from from knowing the truth of how you are the apple of God's eye you are the one he loves and he'll do anything for you because it's already done the thing that no, no, nothing else can go beyond that which is uh, giving his son for us there's no challenge anymore that someone can say, I can love you more than God love you. Huh? What else can you do? <laughs> Besides the, the most highest thing that God did. Huh? Okay. That he gave his son. Say, and every season of life, whether it looks like good or bad or what, we still have this rejoicing inside our heart okay it's inside your heart whether good whether bad and it comes from those uh, scriptures the word of god that say what well, i will turn everything for good so even i make mistakes most people will say punish you don't don't smile how dare you laugh huh? i'm not i'm not talking about those you know mocking type of laughter we are very naughty right the, the inner joy inside you that even if you're going through a season of persecution or whatever it is, it will pass. All right? And you can still rejoice. So that is the strength that is not given by ourselves. It's not about, oh, I'm so great. Because the world will tell you, you can, you know, uh, train your mind to be uh, uh, not subject to the, the bad things that's happening. The world also can do, but it's not natural but we we have the natural one supernaturally natural we actually that's why there's nothing to boast can you see more and more about no boasting because 
everything comes from Him. The ability to rejoice in times of trials also comes from God. Rejoice, all right, in the uh, Greek is full of cheer, calmly happy. So it can be calm, it's not you go crazy, <laughs> okay, but it can be calm, but there's inside. See, people can feel the peace and the joy that's inside you. You're well. See, a merry heart, that's good, like a medicine, right? So it brings healing to your bones. The Bible says, when you have the real rejoicing, what happened? Your bones that are cracking suddenly uncrack. Okay, because even in the uh, in the world today, they begin to uh, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think so. Uh, read this uh, like 10, 20 years ago. Research, medical research, scientific research says that laughter helps to uh, heal heal the patients faster. So they use clowns, all right, to go into certain uh, hospital ward so that the people normally they are depressed, right? A broken spirit drives the bones. So the more depressed a person is, the bones become more uh, brittle and dry up. Okay, but a merry heart. So they try this therapy already in the medical world. Okay, to help them laugh. Okay, it does work because uh, uh, a bit because I think you know it does work because I think certain hormones are released. You know when you laugh. So if you don't know how to laugh. Uh, try to go into the mirror and laugh a bit and then you find yourself feeling better. That's the best therapy from heaven. Okay, It's the recipe from uh, the Bible from God. Secret. <laughs> Secret recipe. Okay, <laughs> Laugh when you feel down. Even if you cannot make sense, just go there and sit down and just laugh. Okay, And the joy of the Lord will just flow. Holy Spirit just flow. You become well. All right, you want to be well? Okay. Rejoice. And well, rejoice what? In the Lord. You're not rejoicing because the situation is bad. You are rejoicing in the Lord. Okay, let's look at this. Curious. All right. Who is the Lord? Jesus, right? He is the one to whom, uh, to whom a person or thing belongs. Everything belongs to him. So if you lost something, lost and found, we're going to find it in Christ or <laughs> he knows where it is. In other words, he will give you if you really need that. Okay, so you lose a husband, a wife, or a boyfriend, or girlfriend, he will give you another one if you need that. If you need that. If you lose money, he will be the one who lost and found the apartment. Just go to him. Okay, he, everything all about which he has the power of deciding. Master is the Lord, the possessor and disposal of the thing. The owner, eh? one who has control of the person, the master, the sovereign, the title is given to him as Lord, the master. That's why he's our master, he's your Lord. We receive him as Lord and Savior. It's not to, you know, scared of him, but say, whatever happens, you are my master, you are in control. You are the boss, a good boss, you know. He replenish us every time we need. The supreme one. Ah, supreme means no one higher than him, right? The name that is above every name in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Okay, whether it's sickness, whether it's pain, whether it's lack, he is above Jesus, right? Supreme, supreme in authority. Normally, we will say, I will appeal to the highest authority. 
<laughs> the highest authority is available to you now to Jesus. So uh, go to the go there. Don't go to the wrong place. <laughs> okay, go to the highest authority if there's a need to be, and then put all your that's why it says you know lay all your burdens there, and He will take care of it if we see it that way, and He is right. So He's the controller. He can change the, he can steal the sun. He can change the situation. Whatever is outside there. I'll show you how he changed the situation. That's when we say miracles happen, right? Because he is in control. It's not the government. He just put down there. They are just there. But the one in charge. So, a lot of things will change in our life and we realize who is in charge and what he do for you. I remember times when I was going through a, a certain thing and all for financial, I forgot already. Then there was a, a law that changed, maybe tax law or whatever, but it benefited me. And I just, thank God, I don't care. People will say, yeah, you know, but I said, he did it for me. Okay, so it's not about a posting. It's about where do you know? That's why, uh, John was able to say, I'm the disciple that Jesus loved. Are you able to say you're the champion? So he'll work everything for your good. That verse is wasted if you don't take it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you take it. Go in that, you know, with the identity that he loves you. That you are the apple of his eye. You are the champion to God. And everything he does is for you, not against you. Too many Christian believers think that, you know, God is against them. That's why they look elsewhere for, for the favor. Oh, just look at him, the one who controls everything, the master, the real You know, there's a verse that says he, he, he will trade the whole world for you. Isaiah 12, 3. Joyfully, they will pull up buckets of water from the wells of salvation. Jesus, right, is what? Yeshua, right? Salvation is also is the meaning. Look at their wells. Remember the bay? It looked lying in the bosom. You have access to the whole ocean of God's love. If you know how to rest and enter into all the blessings and all the wells by through resting in his love, being the apple of his eye. Okay? So look at this. Ah, it's Little boys, they don't think so much. <laughs> They're so happy with just water. Probably in the desert, right? We have never realized that Jesus is water to us, the word of God. He's life to us. If we have him, we have life. Drink and smile as you drink. The wells of salvation. You don't drink if you haven't, you know, you've been dry for a long time. And then you found water together. The drinking comes with a smile, right? <laughs> that happiness. <laughs> okay, wells. It's a fountain, the spring, the source of satisfaction. Right? Okay, you're thirsty, you don't drink water, then you drink cold water. Okay, I'm a cold water person, so I don't boil water. Okay, so, oh, it's so nice. It's so cool and it's so refreshing. Have you found love, God's love, so cool, so nice, so refreshing in that 
place that is hidden in Christ is a fountain. Remember, the eye is the fountain, the spring. I am the champion in the fountain and the source. It is my source of satisfaction. I drink and it's so cooling. Don't need to give me, uh, I better don't say some other drinks because it could be your favorite. <laughs> so, okay, salvation. Salvation here, the wells of salvation. Look at the word salvation. It's the same as Yahshua. Jesus is our salvation. Okay, Yahshua, Jesus. So, the wells of Jesus. So many. All right, we have access. It comes through. You're going to experience all the other things through first thing, knowing he loves you. That is the bay, the opening for you to access from knowing he loves you. It's something safe, deliverance. Okay, and another meaning of deliverance is forgiveness of sins, Ephesus. I'm not going to go into that. So deliverance, aid, victory, prosperity, salvation has all this meaning. This is the buckets of water, of the fountain, the self, our source of satisfaction. You, you know, God doesn't only uh, give you one thing. Is that enough? Huh? <laughs> okay, I'm going to bless you only this. Huh? Okay, then after that, the rest you have to earn it. You know, the salvation, his blessings, the whole ocean of it is there. So, so if you know, uh, not only, it's not the end of all your blessing, right? Not the, the, well, I don't know why you call that, the punching bag, right? There's going to be more that's coming, okay? Because there's victory, there's prosperity. He just wants us to be happy. <laughs> that's what a father wants, right? Help. Help is something that he gives us as part of the wealth of salvation. That's part of what Jesus gives us. Help. Help. You need help. Salvation. Welfare. Open, white, and free. Okay, then by constantly using your faith, Ephesians 3, the life of Christ, Jesus Christ, the anointing plus salvation, will be released deep inside you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Uh -huh. It's a resting place, right? When you found someone who loved you like that, giving you all his full attention, the center of his eye, the champion of his eye. No matter what you do, even when you do wrong, if you believe in him, if you're in Christ, this is how he treats you. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, agape, okay? This is love, is agape, unconditional. Not one feet here and then another feet somewhere else. Both feet. Rooted and grounded in the other version. And grounded in love. You'll be able to take in with all the followers of Jesus. So the different, different type, right? <laughs> Peter, James, John, all funny, funny. But, you know, the main thing is they know his love. And when John knew, uh, called himself as the champion, that Jesus love resting in the bay, in the bosom, at the end, on the cross, Jesus was able to ask John to take care of his mother, right? To give that responsibility to John. I think, of course, the physical mother must be the most precious to um, Jesus, right? But who did he entrust? 
his most precious person to John. It was John. Just John just knew that Jesus loved him. The one who is resting, not the one who is striving. <laughs> okay. So sometimes I, I, I need, I, you know, I've got a lot of responsibilities and so we, we strive. But God cannot give us those responsibilities when we are striving. But when you are resting, because it doesn't want you to strive even more <laughs> to become a better person or a leader or something like that. No need. You can just entrust it to John, who is knowing that Jesus, if John knew Jesus loved him, John knew that Jesus will enable him, empower him to take care of the mother. So it's not about, you know, what we can do for God. But about how much we know He loves us and resting. Okay? Ask Him. So both feet planted on love. You'll be able, with all the followers of Jesus, what? To take. You will be able to take in, take in, with all the followers of Jesus, the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Isn't that what he wants to show us, God, and the devil tried to take from us. The dimensions, that's why we always have this accusation or this nonsense talk. Nobody loves you. God don't love you. Jesus don't love you. you see what's happened to you. Our parents don't love you. Our pastor don't love you. Whatever. You know, always about love. But this is attacking, all those lives attacking the very the very heart of what God wants to tell us. Jesus wants us to experience the extravagant. That means, even to the extent of spoiling you. Hey, you say, enough, ready, la, one back. And God say, I'll give you some more if you want. <laughs> if you want. If you want, i give you some more. Okay? Just don't look at your neighbor or, you know, just... Come to me. I give you more. And then he's a God who will never say enough or not. Uh, or, you know, uh, or rather the other way. He will never say enough or not. Uh, uh, it is blessing enough already. He can give you more, 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 more. As long as you are happy. Extravagant. That's why it's give hilariously. Even when we give our tithes and offerings or bring our tithes and give offerings. <laughs> we can give the same way God gives without I think uh, she don't need that much or he don't need that much. Right? There is no such thing as a, as a limit with God. You can see that for you. For you. Don't think about how you're going to treat others first. For you. God with you. Because we all grew up with our parents telling us like that. You know? Don't enjoy but don't enjoy so much. <laughs> eat but don't eat so much. <laughs> okay. So we always have this that is wrong. Or we feel guilty to have more. This is not how God treats us, right? Extravagant dimensions of His Christ love. Reach out and experience the breath, test its length, the depths, the heights, rise to the heights, live life full, full to the full. We cannot live it if we still have this undeserving thing, you know, in us. So, the ocean. There's a, there's a Sunday school song, a children's song. Uh, what deep, deep as the ocean, high as the heavens above, white, white as the deepest uh, sea. Uh, to sing it down, you can 
get the, the lyrics. But it is in uh, like an example of the ocean, the ocean of God's love. You cannot go deep to the very bottom. It's still deep, you know, deeper than that. Then as wide, can you measure the ocean? Maybe today's uh, te technique uh, through the advancement, they can. But in general, it's hard. Even they try to do the next day, they'll uh, change already, right? <laughs> God can change the shape of the ocean and expand it. Okay? The height, the sky, uh, can you measure? Maybe they can, right? But generally, you and me, how to measure? This is the, the heights, the depth, the length of God's love that he will go all the way because the, the furthest one, Jesus died on the cross, already done. The fullness of God. You know why the church is born and God put in uh, you know, the five-fold ministry? is so that the people of God, the church of Jesus Christ, the children of God will come to know will grow to understand the fullness of God instead of being limited by the carnal mind, all right, or rather what the devil has been telling us. You, you don't deserve. <clears throat> okay, so the blessing, okay? Part of it, let me show you this one. In 2 Kings 5.14, so many blessings, right? So when you take communion, just, just declare even one, okay? It's good enough. Let it be, you know, happen to you. He did it. Okay, so this is a story. I'll cut it short. Okay, a little bit. You want to read the whole story. It's about Naaman. All right, a general. And he, he had what? Leprosy. Ah, okay, leprosy. And he went down. So this version says it all. Okay, he went down and immersed himself in the Jordan seven times. So this was what the man of God told the servant girls to tell the master, Naaman, that if he wants to get rid of his uh, leprosy, this is what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to go down and immerse himself in the Jordan, how many times? Seven times, following the orders of the holy man. Right, that is the prophet. And what efforts he resisted that, but later on he did it, okay, into the most dirtiest water. And then he came out, what happened? Healed. And it was like the skin of a little baby. It is in the message version, okay? And it was as good as new. Ah, so if you want any before, after picture, this is the best. And this is not done by any cream or what? <laughs> okay. It's done by God. Okay, but I want to show you this. He was, you know, everything speak about today in the Old Testament resemble or points to Jesus, all right? Or Holy Spirit. Immerse. What is baptism? Immersion, right? To be fully filled with Christ as with the Holy Spirit. And seven times is what? The number of perfection. Only in Christ. Okay? Can we be made perfectly righteous? You immerse. Get the full. Be baptized in the Spirit. Even in water, it's about immersion. That means... The whole being goes under God, under his covering. That's why it's hidden. And what happened? The result coming out will be, in this case, healing, which is one of the benefits or the blessings of salvation, right? His skin was healed. Now, I, I used to uh, 
uh, to confess this, right? My, my skin, etc. You know? So as, as like a baby, but I didn't see the verse in the Bible. I just confess it because I think that, you know, this is, this is what God can do. Okay. This is actually the before and the after. From leprosy, could be worse than this, to the skin of a baby. Who can do this? Our creator, our Lord, the supreme one. Is there anything else harder or too hard for God? Jesus healed a lot of lepers all right, in his time. He can do. He is the supreme God. He wants to do for us. He wants to heal us. All right? Just need to be immersed into the Holy Spirit. Let him fill you every day. Let his word fill you. Let come into the perfect righteousness of God. Not by works, but just receiving. Healing is a part of salvation. And if this can be done, I don't know what skin disease cannot be healed by God. <laughs> to, to, you know, heal the skin. Can you imagine? Uh, this, and then this joke, uh, not joke this, this guy, Naaman, is not a baby, all right? He's an old person, an adult with this skin disease of leprosy. He come up with new skin. Doesn't that say something to us? that our new life, born again as a, a new person, but not just a spiritual one, but can be manifested in all areas of our lives as the Holy Spirit come. Anyone who is in Christ gets a fresh start, is created new. Have you seen, see yourself? New, the, the spirit inside you, new, new means new, <laughs> like the baby and, the, you know, having your new healing, your new health. This is what he wants to do and can do and has done for us. When Jesus nailed himself on the cross, leprosy can be healed. If death, any sickness and disease it's not impossible anymore. Your life can be new. Those who discover my words, live, really live. All the world offer you whatever life is without Christ. It's not the real life. The real life is the Zoe life. <laughs> the eternal life. Okay, The life where we keep on drawing Buckets from Jesus, Yeshua, the well of salvation, where the joy is from inside you, where you are spoiled, good one, by God, where you know the, the, the depths, the height, the length, the breadth of the love that he's keep on showing you every day. Those who discover are really live, body and soul, they are bursting with health. You don't have to wait for the material thing to manifest. You already have life inside you and you burst with help. Let me show you this. The old life is gone. A new life burgeons. <laughs> Look at it. 
begins to grow or increase rapidly. Something is growing. Your new spirit man, all right, fit with the correct milk, okay? Spiritual milk of God's word, of who he is and who you are in Christ, that old life, that life of feeling not love, feeling uh, what not good enough and all that kind of things, right? It's gone. Even leprosy. Okay? A new life is growing inside you day by day. Think you are growing. Okay? You're changing. Changing how you think and what, you know, coming to know the truth. This is very funny. Okay. I saw this picture and I just liked the way this, this boy smiled and laughed, right? And what was he holding? A cabbage. <laughs> okay. So my first picture that I saw, you know, in the process of preparing this, I said, I like this boy, you know. He only hold one cabbage and he's so happy already. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know. We have Jesus, we have this life, and we can smile like him already. He's contented, he's super happy. Okay, I'm contented. Okay, I'm happy with just one, just Jesus alone. Okay? Because the Father himself loves you. Why you can be happy is because he knows his love. Right? The Father himself. And then, I, I haven't sent the slides, everything, you know, I keep changing as I as, uh, uh, prepare. And then I went to, after I got this picture, I went to the toilet and I still feel didn't complete yet. So I haven't sent the slides. And then the Holy Spirit speak to me. <laughs> Very funny, okay? Yes, you can just laugh with one cabbage. It's like the Jesus, you know? Because I'm talking about Jesus, right? I'm very happy with him, even without anything else in the, in the world. Just with Jesus, I was small like this little boy. And then he told me what? Go and look for a picture with many cabbages with the farm, with the, you know. Then he told me, with Jesus, one cabbage. Of course, Jesus is not a cabbage, right? But I just one. And I'm going to give you many, many more. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> All the other blessings, you know, one can become multiplied into many, many, many blessings, whether it's health, provision, anything. And so I come back and I change a bit of the slides and I look for a picture and I, I finally found this picture, right? Of course, there are other you know, farms and whatever. I just like this one. It's like rows and rows and rows, right? So anyway, there's a verse for it. Psalms 107, 38, God blesses them so that they are multiplied greatly. Their numbers greatly increase. So so with Christ's one blessing, which is the most blessing, is that you saw the little boy, oh, the cabbage. <laughs> so cute. So full of joy just with one. And then God says, I, I want to increase. If, if you have Christ and you're happy with, you're super happy already, but that's not enough. Remember the ocean, okay? Not enough. God wants to bless you much more. Multiply greatly. There is an increase. Abundant life means what? The word abundance means what? In quality and quantity. So there is, God has an increase in quantity and allows not their cattle to decrease. Of course, here, not, not cattle, lah, huh? but you know, it means that your possession, right? 
it's going to increase. It's not going to decrease. So uh, Evelyn Go, you have increment, not decrement. <laughs> okay. So there won't be a decrease in your, your business or work of your hands or whatever, the blessings. All right, health will increase. Okay, so guess what? Uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me yesterday. And of course, after that also, I had a call for Wendy, okay? So that was interesting. Uh, just after I received this, the call is going to increase. <laughs> okay, so I won't share too much, but you know, it was a, a news of uh, blessing. So it's so amazing to me, you know, one cabbage and it becomes so many. So after that, when I look, you know, gallery, in my gallery, suddenly Joan go and send me a picture. So when I checked later on in the gallery, there was another picture that she sent me. So you see here. <laughs> okay. So it was next to me, right? It was next to this picture in my gallery, in my phone. I said, hey, why did it look the same one? <laughs> the line, line, line like that. And then this one, the cabbage, so I felt it was line, line, line as well, right? So uh, different lines of the cabbage. And then I said, Look, it's exactly the same. Uh. <laughs> so, what's God talking? Right? Just from one cabbage. Okay, to, to me, the little child was super happy with it. Jesus. I just have Jesus and I'm already super happy. His love for me. But God is not going to stop there. He's going to increase. Oh, look at all those uh, food that was last yesterday's uh, lunch, right? <laughs> yeah, that she sent to me, but she sent to me first this picture. And it was just lying next to it in my gallery, okay? So God just confirmed everything, right? Together with the call and all that. But that this is what he has for us. An increase of blessing, of health, everything. There's no such thing as more in the vocabulary of God. It's always big. When he blesses you, it's always big. But just to know that you are loved first. You are loved. And be happy with that. That little boy with that one cabbage really, really struck me so much. But then he has more, right? Rows and rows of blessing in your life. If you know that you are the champion and just receive that in Christ. And last but not least, joyfully, you pull up buckets of water from the wells of salvation or the wells of Jesus. The ocean is too big. It's very big. And God delights to give you. Look at all the, you know, the first one is in Zoom. <laughs> right? They got the children, they're so happy. Huh? They can enter Zoom. I don't know how I found this picture, but it's so funny. Right? There's a... a uh, what you call that, huh? an iPad there or a laptop there. It, they're seeing Jesus <laughs> in the Zoom. And then look at them. The joy that is coming out from their mouth. And do you think they have millions of dollars? It's not money that's going to make people happy. But, you know, it is Jesus, you know. And this is real joy, right? Jumping out of that. You know, sometimes we have in the in in the world we do the uh, the jump, you know, and all that. But that's just for someone to take picture. 
<laughs> isn't it? It's not the real joy flowing out because after you come down already, you feel that not enough yet. Have to work harder. <laughs> this joy is God say no to work harder. As in, you know, there is a a place where we work, but there's a place where you know God multiplies. You know, it's like a cabbage just grow by itself. It's life. There's life inside. When there's life inside. It grows naturally when there is self-effort. It's not life. Okay, it's like from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But you eat of the tree of life, Jesus. Everything produces and reproduces naturally, right? Where people have to spend so many hours of stress and everything to get something, you just rest in the bosom of Jesus. You just do what you you need to do, but you don't have to work day and night until you know. That want to die like that? Is God torturing us today? <laughs> Sometimes we think God is torturing us, right? Actually, He is loving us. The more and the faster we know that revelation, the more the rows and rows of cabbage come, <laughs> growing by itself, right? Because of life inside. So you can have the joy to pull out all the buckets of water when. From the wells of Jesus, remember your eye, the little champion. He sees you as a winner when he, he made you a winner. Ruth, you know, uh, Cheng Lan, whoever is appearing <laughs> in my Zoom. All right. It calls you a winner not because we are great, but because he made you one the day you got born again. He made you the apple of his eye, the champion. The little man who has is the focus of all his attention. Just Wendy just to say, Daddy, and then he's there already. Yes, Wendy, yes, my child, what you want? What who who, who touched you? Wait, ah, uh, he touches the apple of my eye, uh. Okay, I will deal with them. <laughs> That's how he and then when you know that, you will be like John resting in the, the bay, the bosom of Jesus. That is. How much he loved us too. May that love, that knowledge that he made you a winner, never go uh, back into thinking we are losers or we have any other need. He will give you all the satisfaction that only he can give. That we look for in this world. Sometimes we look for a man or a woman. Sometimes we look for money. We think that that can give us that satisfaction. Thank God, it's still so patient with us until, until we grow and realize it's just in Him. He will take care of me to OH, whatever. There's no way the word of God, whatever He put there, whatever He said there, are all yes and amen. Amen means so be it. God will never break His promise unless the word is not there, then it's a fact hope. <laughs> okay. But because it's there, my hope is in Christ. All right, my life is in Christ. That's a song. Okay, so I, I trust that to, today, all right, we will have a uh, deeper understanding of God's love for us. That you are the champion whom Jesus loved, and just access to the ocean of His love. If you forget, you can see the cabbage. <laughs>
Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's put aside those uh, mentality in the past. I used to think uh, we shouldn't tell people God loved them so much after they become self-centered or selfish. It's so have law of grace. <laughs> Today I realized that the more we know he loved us, sets us free instead of find us. So here it is. Jesus loved you, God loved you more than anything else in this world. So put two legs in his love. He don't need any other ingredient. Both legs on the love of Jesus for you. Okay? He sees that you are worthy of his love. To call you champion from the day you got born again. Thank you, Lord. Shukura Shikilin. Shanda Shikilin.